This message was recorded at Devoted Leaders, a leadership conference hosted by Christ Central. Christ Central is a family of churches served by an apostolic team led by Jeremy Simpkins. We work with over 275 churches in more than 25 nations and are part of the wider New Frontiers family. For more details about Christ Central, please visit ChristCentralChurches.org. Well, I'm going to give you, I hope, four reasons why singing in the Spirit is something that we should be engaged in and involved with. The great Spurgeon said, if your heart is full of Christ, you will want to sing. And singing is a great experience that God has put into us uh, in our humanity. And one of the things about singing is that singing together, singing with other people, I mean, singing on your own is fine, it helps you, but when you sing together, something happens. So if you sing in a choir, uh, whatever kind of music it is, there is something that happens, a social dynamic that happens, and there's a real feel-good factor to that, and there's nothing wrong with having a feel-good factor. Now, when it comes to singing in the Spirit, 40 years or 50 years or so ago, when God moved by his Spirit in what we call the charismatic movement, it was not an argument. It just happened. Um, But I think out of a desire to be thoroughly biblical, people have questioned the rightness of it. So let me give you what, what I think are four reasons why. The first is theological. And obviously, we understand that God is Trinity, and uh, greater theological minds than mine have tried to explain it, and we still don't get it. We still don't really understand it. But God is a singing God. The Father rejoices over us with singing. Jesus sings. He sings over us, and he sings to the Father about us. We read that in Romans 16, which is rooted in the Psalms. And the Holy Spirit sings. Now, God is a worshipping Godhead. The Father loves the Son, who loves the Spirit, who glorifies the Son, who loves the Father. God is a singing trinity. And so when we worship, we become participants in the worshipping Godhead. So when we sing in the Spirit, we are joining in something that God himself in his trinity is doing. And we sing his song. So that's the first reason, theological. The second is biblical. Now, in 1 Corinthians 14, and Jeremy's already mentioned this, we have a certain amount of ambiguity about how churches should function in terms of the gifts of the Spirit. Now, what is clear is that there is to be order. That is very clear. But if you read it carefully, there is a certain amount of ambiguity. And is Paul talking about the gift of tongues, which needs to be interpreted not in a prayer, but in a Godward prophetic expression? I just want to make that point. The interpretation of a tongue is not a prayer as such. It's a Godward expression from your spirit to God that should be interpreted. And uh, 
Paul, in the context of that passage, says, I will sing with my mind and I will sing with the Spirit. Now, is he talking about you individually? Well, yes, he is, because you can do that on your own. But I believe that there is a corporate dimension to that, that when we sing in the Spirit together, we, the body, are participating in the worshipping Godhead. And the Spirit weaves that song amongst us. And I believe that is thoroughly biblical. Now, when we come to the book of Revelation, and as you know, the book of Revelation is full of mysterious signs and symbols. In, John, in Revelation 1, Jesus is in the midst of the candlesticks, okay? So what's the candlestick? It's the church. And it says, John says, the sound of many waters is his voice. Now, I know that I'm arguing from a, the, the perspective of, of, uh, of experience here, of this is what it is, this is what it sounds like, therefore, this is what it is. John heard the sound of many waters from the voice of Jesus. Now, what does singing in the Spirit sound like? The sound of many waters. Now, if Jesus sings, what is his voice like? You know, does he sound like Pavarotti? You know, I, I personally love Sting's voice. Does he sound like Sting? What does his voice sound like? Well, where do you sing from? Now, I've done vocal coaching, and I teach, when I teach singing, that you don't sing from your throat. You sing from your diaphragm. You sing from here. And your whole body, your whole body is involved so, where is Jesus' body? Where is his body? So, when we corporately sing together, we are joining in the song of the Trinity. Jesus' voice is heard through us singing together. So, that, for me, is a biblical argument. Thirdly, a historical argument is that whenever God has moved in 2,000 years of church history by his Spirit, singing in the Spirit has always been, or nearly always been, part of that. If you read about the Welsh Revival and then the rise of Pentecostalism, and some of you may have even been at the Dales in the late 70s when the Spirit came on the meeting and the singing in the Spirit was so incredible that there were frequencies, and it's on the recording, there were frequencies so high that human voices could not have produced those notes. And it's actually there in, in the recording. The, the angels were joining in the song. And uh, I, I know of many other times when singing in the Spirit has been like that. God has weaved this powerfully and then my final argument is from experience that power is released in the church when we do sing in the spirit. And just a very, very quick story. Some friends of mine were coming back from London in a minibus that uh, was stopped by a gang of thugs. They opened the door of the minibus, they got weapons, and they were about to rob and beat up the people in the minibus. And they all raised their hands and started singing in the spirit 
and this gang fled for their lives. Hallelujah. So when we sing in the Spirit, go for it with all your heart and please let's not lose it.